the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports stance. My name is Greg, and with me, he told me yesterday he plans on podcasting at least until he's seventy-five. It's none other than Paul. Everybody, Paul, how you doing? Seventy-five in dog years. Yeah, you're trying to be the Tom Brady of the podcast world. Doing great, doing great. Um, you know, I saw this storm go up the East Coast, and I was worried about everybody, especially myself. Right? Got to yeah. shovel that driveway. Can I tell you what? Rain, rain, rain. Yeah, you got rain. I got eighteen inches of snow. I saw the pictures, and uh, I'm glad it was you. Nice young, I'm... young man, go out there and. I mean, I'm Push glad it was me too. <laughs> my two, my two-year-old was ecstatic that we had it. He would have been very disappointed if we had rain. That would have been terrible. He apparently all morning while I snowblowed and shoveled, just kept saying, "Can I go out now? Can I go out now?" To the point where when I came inside after two and a half hours of that, because of how long my driveway is and how much snow we had, he immediately started cleaning up, going, "I'm cleaning up so I can go outside," which meant I had to keep going outside. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I bet you are. That's a that's a tough one. I saw uh, I, I saw the the marks and the cutouts of the snowblower, and I thought better you than me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Green grass, and there might be a smidgen from the last storm. Maybe might be thirty pounds of snow somewhere along the driveway. Must be nice. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Speaking of you know getting better weather, Matt Stafford's going to get a lot better weather. We're going to jump right into the NFL big trade before Super Bowl talk. The Stafford trade from Detroit to L.A. Could you have a bigger difference of like lifestyle area that you're living in and playing in? You have Detroit, which, you know, Detroit has its positives. But overall, Detroit has a not great stigma about it. And you go from the cold, bitter NFC North to sunny LA where you have a brand new stadium that's only a year old now. You have nice weapons that you haven't really had over the years. And you're only, I did not know this. Matthew Stafford's only 32 years old. I thought he was like way older. Well, you know, compared to some, he's just a little spry chicken. In Detroit Uh, years, he's like 50. Well, I think playing in Detroit would age anybody. I, it feels like he has been there for 20 years. But he's out, and they replace him with Jared Goff. Poor Jared Goff goes from um, the L.A. like sunshine, everything sunshine, lollipops, to, hey, you're going to Detroit. You're going to get your thumb repaired so you can thumb all the way to Detroit. (laughs) You got to hike there. We're not even paying for that. We already sent them way too much. I'm a mover, baby. But how shocking and how – here's – I'll ask you this. One, how shocking was the trade because – Everything seemed to be pointing to San Francisco is going to get Stafford at the end of the day. Apparently, L.A. heard this and up the ante. Besides that, how bad must they have felt about Jared Goff? Like, there's a this is a multi-part question. Yeah, yeah. Then, following yeah, you so far, <laughs> what is the price now for Deshaun Watson, who says he wants to trade? Texans say they're not going to trade him, but most likely it's going to happen. What is his trade value going to be now? The fact that Matthew Stafford, who's 32 on a much better deal, got traded for another starting quarterback, a former number one overall pick from 2016. 
not the quarterback, by the way, from 2016, I thought was getting traded this offseason, plus two first-round picks and third-round picks. So so you give you give away your, 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 your draft picks. So what, no first-round pick in seven years it'll be? It'll be seven years now without a draft pick because they gave away some for Jalen Ramsey. They gave away some for other things. They have had not since 2000, I want to say 17 or 18, They'll have had no first round draft picks since then through 2023. And these guys aren't paid peanuts either. No. There's some money you gotta be carried. This is uh there's a lot going on here. You want a first round pick rookie that could be good for five years to help with this cap because they're cheaper. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to. They got nothing left. So I'm happy if I'm if I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm doing the happy dance. Well, yeah, you're doing the happy dance. I mean, LA is just got to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, how much? How much time is on his contract? His extension has just kicked in, and it's at least I think he has to at least basically be two years. Because actually, no, I don't even think they could technically cut him and not have to deal with him because the dead money hit is on LA because of how the contracts work. But he has four years, I believe, for this new contract extension, and it's like a hundred and something million dollars. So it's not cheap, but I guess you're sending him to Detroit and Detroit's in full on rebuild mode. They said they're going to try to build around golf. So he apparently came out saying, Hey, I'm glad to be going to a team that wants me there. Well, Jared, the Rams wanted you. You just didn't live up to your, what's going to be contract. And yeah, you can point to Carson once and be like, well, there's the same argument for him. And that's why he's also looking to be shipped. The difference was you have Robert Woods and Cup as your two top receivers who were top 25 receivers in the league, and you made it seem like you guys barely had a passing game in some games. That's why he's getting shipped out. And Matthew Stafford, who is number four all-time in pass yardage average per game, is being brought in. And people are thrilled because now they have a guy who can air it out and make these big plays and you can rely on every week getting 250 yards and a run game with Cam makers to go with them. So if I'm LA, I'm happy, but if I'm an LA fan, I'm fearful for the future when this all collapses in five years and these guys are all gone and we have seventh round picks only. Yeah, there you go. You got nothing, nothing you could build because you got nobody on that. You got nobody coming in. I mean, the Rams to an extent got fleeced in this Wait trade. What, what pick, what round did Tom Brady go in? Yeah, no, we're not going to start that. All right, I, we're going to gloat about Brady in a little bit. I was just thinking, wasn't it like last? <laughs> it was the sixth round. It was the sixth round. You can't give up everything. They really no. literally gave up seven years worth of of, of picks. And Granted, they got really good players in return, guys that are shown to be very talented. So, yes. Can you keep doing that, though? You can't. The thing for the Rams that they have done very well, which teams like the Eagles and the Patriots have not, they have hit on a lot of late round picks. They have gotten guys in the fourth, fifth rounds that have become starters and very good players in the league. So if that trend continues, they don't have to worry about first round picks because those late round guys are cheaper too. (laughs) But... Eventually, all these guys are going to converge and their contracts being up and there's not going to be enough money to go around. And then what do you do? Start all over again. 
apparently. Start trading the next seven years. Yeah, you're for the next seven years. The Rams do not have a first round pick through 2050. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. Like that's essentially what it's gonna be. But yes, the my overall feeling on it is it was a win-win for both sides, but when you look at it overall, what the Rams had to give up to get just Stafford, because that's all they got in this deal. It was quite a lot. You're trading away a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Then two round first picks and third round picks. Like, it's not like you just want golf in a first round pick. That would have probably been like, all right, that seems like a lot, but I get it. You have to throw in the first round pick too. But the fact that it's two first rounders and third round picks for Stafford, who only has two years on his contract left, seems very steep which makes me wonder what Deshaun Watson, who has a five-year deal, I believe, still is going to be worth because at this point, I'm assuming five first-round picks, a starter or two from whatever team is trading for him, some game, some GameStop stock options, and <laughs> maybe Elon Musk gives you a few shout-outs on Twitter. Like, I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe even part of the franchise ownership because I just I just don't know how you afford Deshaun Watson at this point. If you're any team, you're ha- you're going to have to mortgage the franchise. It's going to be the Herschel Walker trade with the Cowboys all over again, where the Dallas traded him away, but got basically three drafts worth of picks for it, and that's what helped lead to their Super Bowl runs. And it was one of the most lopsided trades ever. Like that's kind of what it's going to be with Deshaun Watson. I feel like. Well, time will tell. All of a sudden, all these sports trades. There's nothing little going on. They're blockbuster, big money, big trades, big support behind it. Crazy. Yeah. Boy, Jared Goff must have been very unliked. I. They must have. I, apparently, McVay was really all about getting Stafford. So cool little thing for Stafford though is Clayton Kershaw who plays for the Dodgers. They actually played little league baseball and stuff like that. They grew up in the same town growing up. So they're buddies and now they're both going to be in LA. So that's kind of cool. Like he has already a really good friend there and no collusion (laughs) and uh, no collusion whatsoever, but Stafford and McVay both happen to be at the same resort in like Cabo over the weekend when the trade happened and met up for dinner after not seeing each other the whole time they were there. It, it oh, was I'm never. Sure I am sure they didn't have anything to do with each other. They're all messed up and staying in their room. Yeah. Um, other quick thing for the Stafford, just to get a quick thought from the Patriot fan is there was one place that came out that Matthew Stafford said, I am not going there. I am not getting traded there. Do not trade me there. And that was new England. Now the question is, do we think it was because of bill do we think it was because of the lack of weapons, the weather, or all three? Um, I think it rhymes with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, granted, Stafford's played in a, indoors his whole career, so he's never had to be in the bitter cold Detroit weather to play football. Coming to New England, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. I, but I feel like I think he, uh, the Belichick is an issue. Just even if he's looking from a distance and you see Tom Brady, if you see Tom Brady today and Tom Brady for the last 20 years, he's a different person. He's yeah. 
he's in the public eye. He's outgoing. He's friendly. He's talking to people. And, you know, he had the cone of silence before. It's true. So, yeah, I guess that that would make sense. I figured it was the Bill situation. Granted, the lack of weapons doesn't really help either. So I'm sure if they were the Patriots of five or six years ago, whole different story maybe. But, again, you'd also have to be replacing Brady, and that is a very big shadow to try yeah. to step into. Yeah, but all right, Paul. <laughs> and failed. Yeah. Try, time to move on to the big game of the week. That's right. I'm talking about the Super Bowl is upon us. It is in Tampa Bay. Like we said, Tampa Bay will be the first team ever to host the Super Bowl, essentially, because, well, Tom Brady showed up and decided, you know what? I'm going to make a little more history and make sure my team becomes the first to ever do this, where we don't have to travel. It's a home game for us. And so, Paul, we're going to get into it. We have we're going to talk who wins, what the score, MVP, all that. And then we also have some fun prop bets we're going to do before we get into the rest of the show but so first paul give me a score prediction give me who wins and give me your mvp off the bat 35 31 and if i tell you that the mvp is going to be the winning quarterback tom brady all right so you have the bucks winning Now, if Tom Brady doesn't have a performance of his lifetime, the Bucs are in serious trouble. And I mean performance of his lifetime. Everything's against them. I think it's all about Tom. I think it's he's got weapons. He's got does. momentum. He's got, frankly, I know there's a whole bunch of people that are haters. Get over well, yourself. There's always going to be. Phenomenal football player. And he's got that franchise like a steamroller. And I, how do you, how do I get it on paper and I get, okay, they met, they're two and two against each other. You got the old man, you got the young guy, you got people that Tom Brady can throw that ball to. And we all know what he does under pressure. Um, and Tom Brady under pressure in, 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 in these games, can't get past three points in the first quarter, can't get a touchdown and everybody's like, Oh crap, but he needs to get more fingers. Because he's yep. going to get more rings. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I want, I want to agree with you. I want to say Tom does it. There's a part of me, overall, my love is more for Andy Reid than anybody else in this game. Being former Eagles coach, he did. He, I became partly an Eagles fan because just I, for some reason, liked Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. That's the era I grew up in, in New Jersey. So my heartstrings go for the man in the Hawaiian shirt. So, I, I mean, I'm kind of fine whoever wins this. I'll be happy either way. But I'm going to go with the big man getting a second ring in two years. Andy Reid, the Chiefs win it. I'm going to go slightly less score than you, though. I'm going to go 30-27. So both of us close games. But I feel like there will be a few more field goals than expected. And I think – I don't think it's going to be Mahomes as MVP – I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Makes sense. Because if he pulls off what he did the last time they played the Bucks, which is seven catches for 200 and something yards and three touchdowns, no matter how good Mahomes' numbers look overall, a receiver doing that in the Super Bowl 
is just ridiculous. There's no way you can't give it to him. So my prediction. You got a great coach coaching that team. And I read something, and I don't remember the number, the exact number, but Andy Reid coming off a bye has a, oh, like a 26 and three record. Something he's ridiculous great. off a of bye. It, when he not. has two weeks to prepare, he is amazingly good, apparently. And you know what? Never was a fan. Didn't really pay attention to him. You know, another league and all, another another division. Conference, yeah. But I'm I'm thinking after he was so um, down to earth and all about his wife in the last one. He's my new coach hero. <laughs> yeah, I, he's a great guy, and I mean, he's had a rough life in some aspects. His son passed away from overdosing, and that is a very close thing for him with trying to get more awareness brought to that. So, I mean, I remember when he was on, he was the Eagles coach when that all happened. So I remember that story always being talked about. But yeah, so I just like Andy Reid more than more than even new Tampa Brady. I know I'm a big Tom Brady fan now. But Andy Reid has had my heart since I was a young child. So yeah, I understand that. But I mean, either way, I'm happy with whoever wins because the storylines for either is great. Yeah, you would have Mahomes winning two Super Bowls in his first three years in the league, along with an MVP. You'd have Brady showing that the old man still got it and he doesn't need Bill to win it. Bruce Arians getting a ring would also be great. Another storyline, like that's just fun for this game, is Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are both going to be in the Super Bowl not on the Steelers. So that's just hilarious. So, but yeah, you just well, have all that fun stuff. It's, 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 it's a sad state of affairs with the pandemic, but they're hyping it as much as they can. They got they a lot of stuff going fans. Um, uh, 7,000 of them, I believe are, are uh, frontline workers that have been, uh, will have been tested and, and brought in. Um, and the other crazy thing is, the Chiefs are staying home until the day before. Yeah, which and makes- they still had two guys get tested positive on the COVID list because they have been testing everybody who has been around players, including barbers. A barber that had tested five days negative while cutting a guy's hair got the report that he had tested positive. It's the backup center for the Chiefs, so at least it's that. But it's also one of their wide receivers, but it's not – one of their top wide receivers. They still have Kelsey Hill. None of them are need to worry about what they're doing, but both guys could still play as long as they test negative for the next five days. So technically nobody's in danger of missing. Hopefully it stays that way. Honestly, if you were the NFL, wouldn't you have just said after the championship game, all right, both teams, you're coming to Tampa. You're staying literally at the facility in a bubble because we are not chancing anything. Because honestly, if Mahomes or Brady had to be out because of COVID, you could bet your ass they would have been like, you can't play the Super Bowl. Like, there's no way you can do this. Yeah, how about viewership? Uh, just it's a lopsided. I, I'm, I'm surprised that both teams, I don't know, if you're, if you're either organization, do you have everybody on FaceTime 24-7? Well, I think you essentially you have them in bubbles. I think both teams are kind of doing the whole bubble type thing. You would have to. I mean, you're that close to the biggest game of your life. Yeah. Or Ten biggest games of your life, as some people <laughs> think. And you get in the bubble. Do something. Do something yeah. right. Look how I just slide those in. Yeah, I do. Um, it was nice. Uh, the thing about sliding things in, uh, even though there is no actual Super Bowl media week, Gronk made sure during these Zoom call media week things, he got a fun little story in. 
to get everybody something to talk about and laugh about. So Paul Grant came out saying during the off season or like leading up to everything where he had to show coaches what you were doing. They asked the players to send videos of them every single day doing sprints to make sure either, you know, you're doing it, making sure you're getting the job done. We want to make sure you're getting ready for the season. Well, Gronk didn't want to do that. So what Gronk did was he was like, I'm going to sprint for one day. I'm going to change my shirt every few sprints and just send them videos of me in different shirts the next days so I don't have to actually do workouts those days. <laughs> so he sm- outsmarted them by basically being like, yeah, here's my video for the day. Look, yeah, look at me doing sprints back and forth. Oh, here's the next day. <laughs> hey, look, that same car just drove by. Oh my God, that cloud has been there every single day. <laughs> Man, it rained for three weeks straight. Like, so, like clearly the coaches did not do weather report checks because like, I feel like you could definitely tell if the day was different, but I thought that was kind of funny, kind of clever on Gronk's part to just be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to outsmart them here, which is not something he can do very often. Jeez. In three months, your hair didn't grow. It's <laughs> amazing. How did you, you know, you wore those shorts a lot. It seemed. Do you think he really did it? Do you think he made the thing up for the hype? No, I could definitely see him doing that. Like oh, ever, for a, at least a week doing me. it. I thought you were gonna tell me he paid his brother to do it. No. Fuzzy <laughs> picture. No. But I thought that was kind of funny. But all right, last question before we get into these prop bets. Who's the game bigger for? Tom or Mahomes, legacy wise? I think we touched uh, Mahomes, on this last week, but I we think had a Mahomes week has, he's got a long career ahead of him. I think it's big for Tom. Uh personally. And well, he said he's playing next year, win or lose. He said he's playing through 45. Yeah. And, and, and what did he have to play till 40, 48 if he wanted to be the oldest ever? Oh, I don't know. That'd be crazy. But anyway, I think he's, uh, it's bigger for him. I think it's bigger for Tom in age wise. Um, Mahomes, you know, he, he got his little neck pinch thing going and he's got how he's 25. That's yeah. he, he's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady 20 years ago. Yeah. 15 years ago. Good. He, he's got a great career. I, I, I think it's big for Tom. Not that Tom can't come back and, and win it next year, but you know, Mahomes back to back. How big would that be? That would be that would be huge. I would be up there with Brady because then he could and think about it. If it wasn't for an offside call on the Chiefs, he would have been in three straight Super Bowls with a chance to go for number three. Uh, it's just crazy. I think overall it is a big one for Tom, partly for I think greatest all-time athlete in his in the major four sports, because then this puts him into that. He's already with like Jordan in that grouping, but I think then this makes it so you have to talk about him. Is he technically above Jordan? Because one, his career has been longer. He's won more championships. He's done more than Michael Jordan did. You have to think about that. You may not want to admit it, but you have to think about it. But I think in the grand scheme of things, if Mahomes wants to ever be the GOAT, you have to beat Brady. Plus then him winning multiple Super Bowls in a shorter time span also would add to that potential legacy of being the guy in the end of his career. 
Yeah. And you know what? If someone's going to beat him, I want it to be Mahomes. I don't yeah. wait. You know, I don't want not Nick Foles. I want Jared Goff to beat Tom Brady. I don't, you know, I, that isn't going to cut it. But if I it's mean, a young coming superstar, I can I can get past that. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, ignored the Nick Foles comment. See, well, I, I can slip him in too. I can slip the Nick Foles Eagles Super Bowl wins too. All right. Oh boy. Oh. Hey. But I right, hated him that year. <laughs> he wasn't the coach. It was Doug Peterson. It was. Yes, Andy Reid's been in Kansas City for a while now. Really? Yes, we had Chip Kelly. We had it was. It's oh, a whole yeah. Hey, now we have Sirianni who doesn't know how to talk. So it's fun. Fun times for an Eagles fan. Anyway, prop bet time. Prop bet. It's the fun time where you get to just basically say yes or no or what you think about these dumb little bets that you can make tons of money on if you bet on them. Crazy Such stuff. as, first yeah. things first, national anthem length over under a minute and 59 seconds. It's going to be over. sung by, hold on. No, oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be sung by Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. It's a duet. Now, she has been clocked in by herself at a minute and 33 or 38 before by herself. There is no ever version of Eric Church singing the national anthem, so nobody knows. But the last time a duet was done for the national anthem was Aretha Franklin and Aaron Neville, and that lasted two minutes and nine seconds. So you have to put that into effect of... How are they doing the duet? Is there going to be a mini guitar solo because he's playing guitar? So if he is, does that change the length? Help me with the over-under number. It's a minute and 59. So it has to be under a minute 59 or over, essentially. <laughs> like, oh, is it two yeah, minutes or is it a minute 58 or less? It's over. It's over a minute 59. So you're changing your answer. See how you change no, it. No, no, I'm over. I'm over one. I'm over. You told me 159, right? A minute 59. Do you think it's right. going to be longer than right. a minute 59? Yes, it's going to be two minutes. Okay, well, you quickly said under first. Did I say under? Yeah. You know why I say over? No, please tell me. They Well, they know exactly how long it's going to be because they're going to do a flyover with the military, I assume. Yeah. Um, and it's got to be right. I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing how long was the longest two minutes and what? The last time it was a duet was two minutes and nine seconds. Oh man. Then that could be, yeah, I'm going over. All right. I'm, I'm going to go over. under just to go opposite of you. It's probably what I'm okay. going to do. Most of these things next coin toss. Is it going to be heads or tails? This is funnily enough, like always one of the best prop bets to do. If you've never done prop bets, just because it's so simple, you have a 50, 50 chance. How many times has it been heads? Is there a percentage out there? I'm, no, I'm not giving you any of that. This is just gut feeling. I'm gu I'm guessing tails. Because tails never fails. No, because you said go with my gut, and I just figured tails. I'm going with heads. Okay. Again, going opposite of you. All right. Next, we got some football ones because, well, it's my time. By time we do that. All right. What team scores first? Um, that would be the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well, because that just makes the most sense. <laughs> well, the After Patriots that. Score in the first quarter when they had Tom. So let's have Tom do it this year. What will be the first score? How will the first score happen? Will it be a field goal, a safety, a touchdown? 
it will be a field goal. So I'm going to go with a touchdown just because why not start off with some fireworks. I think a big, long touchdown to start it off after that. Who gets sacked first Brady or Mahomes? Brady. I'm going to agree with you. I think, uh, Mahomes has shown he can be elusive, and it just it, – I don't get it. Uh, here's a fun one I've seen. Will Tom Brady have more – will he be over or under one and a half yards rushing for the game? He'll be over. You think a few quarterback sneaks? Yep. I'm going to go under only because I know somebody that got burned this year by a quarterback taking knees at the end of a game – and if Brady does that, if they win, like you think they might, that takes yards off his rush yards. So if he has one, two quarterback sneaks, that's two yards. Knee downs take away a half yard at least. I'm going to go with under. I don't know, remember watching an awful lot of games where Tom wasn't driving down the field with like seven seconds left and scores two touchdowns. <laughs> he's just, that's, I don't think he's taking a knee. <laughs> I know, but I, you just never know. Yep. You don't. Right. And he's, he's, he's big at, Taking the quarterback sneak. He is. All right. Here's one for each team. Who score, Who catches a pass first? Chris Godwin or Mike Evans for Tampa Bay? Um, Evans. Evans. All right. I'm going to go with Godwin. I feel like that's who Brady has been going with a lot more lately. Now, here's a good one for the Chiefs. Is it going to be Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey? Oh, boy. Hill. First pass who catches the first pass from between the two. I'm going to go with Kelsey because that is his safety valve. And yeah, it's just my gut. All right. Now, Paul, we are going to head into the halftime questions. Halftime is being brought to you by the weekend and Pepsi. But before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break as a teaser to hear from my bookie, where you can make these prop bets. That's right. Go to my bookie for all your favorite prop bets and more betting for NBA, NHL, and especially the Super Bowl, which is coming up on Sunday, go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS, all capitals, no spaces. When you do that, they're going to match your first deposit up to $1,000. That is right. You heard me. $1,000 when you go to mybookie.ag and use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. What do you got to lose? Place those prop bets. Put those bets on Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. You got no, I mean, all you got to lose is money, but all you got to gain is money as well. So remember, use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS, and when you sign up, they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000. But as always, gamble responsibly. That's right, gamble responsibly. And Paul, now we are back to our prop bets. We took a halftime break before doing the halftime prop bets. But I'm bum. How about that? All right. So, as, like I said, as you know, it is the weekend doing it. And since I know you're so familiar with all of his songs, I'm going to give you the three highest odds of what the first song will be at the halftime show for you to choose from. Because okay, I I just know you wouldn't know anywhere else. So, first song will it be Starboy, Blinding Lights, or Can't Feel My Face? Can't Feel My Face. I'm going to go with blinding lights because, well, that is literally what they've been using in every single promo to promote this. And it's also like his biggest song recently. 
So what it makes you, the most what, sense. What, 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 Say that again. What, did, what was your song? Blinding Lights. Okay. So right now the odds on those are about 350, 400, 425 are the top songs. So you can make a good amount of money if you get it right. Next. Who's more likely to show up at halftime? Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, or Drake? Is that like someone that joins him on stage? Yes, like as a guest. Um, Ariana Grande. All right. I, I mean, I like it. I like the pick. I think I'm going to go with Ariana Grande as well. Why? I mean, who knows? I, I, who knows if there'll be any special guest? Nobody knows. But I hope so, because I don't know who the hell The weekend is. <laughs> uh, sorry it's all right and then Maybe one of the listeners sorry. the last the last one but not least i'm guessing he's canadian based on this i don't really know much about his personal background but this last one i i'm putting in there just for fun will the weekend mention canada during the super bowl halftime hmm Will he mention Canada? I'm guessing that means in any sort of way, like will there be Canadian flag shown or something? Okay, so we don't have to say it. It just has yeah. to be represented. We're just gonna, we're going to do it this way. Is it show Canada in any sort of yeah. way? Yep. All right. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, I'm going to go with yes too. You know what? He might probably going to come out with some type of I don't know T-shirt or something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Now we'll get to like three more prop bet questions on this, and that'll be it. Who will have more passing yards in the game, Mahomes or Brady? Brady. I'm definitely going Mahomes. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't have a run game as much in Kansas City. Tampa Bay at least has Leonard Fournette, who's looked pretty good. All right, next. Let's see. I'm looking at all these different ones. Will there be an interception in the game? There will be two interceptions in the game. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I'm going to say it's a clean game. Nobody gets interception on them. And then last but not least, what color is the Gatorade that's dumped on the winning coach? Hmm, yellow. Yellow. You're going with straight up. No, 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 no. It's got to be red. It's... <laughs> I like how you quickly change that. Yeah, it's got to so be do, red. Do you, want to, do you want me to tell you the odds right now on the colors? So orange is the most likely. Then it's red. Then it's lime green. Then they have water in there. Then it's blue or purple. I say red because of the teams and the colors. You say red because of the teams and the colors. I'm going to go with... Only because they have a special one to dump on them. That's right. You know what? I'm going to go with red too. I'm just going to, I'm going to follow your odd, odd reasoning for that. But okay. <laughs> Perfect. Your odd reasoning <laughs> leads us I don't know. Because I we, don't know. We have quite a few that we did. So, you know, just don't forget, place those at my bookie if you want. And yeah, we'll see how you do. Do it with us. See if you... Get them right, get them wrong. See how badly Paul and I guess on a lot of these things. Next, Paul, though, we are going to head, now that football is done, until next week, because that will probably be the last conversation we have about football for at least like two weeks.
You, we'll take a break from football probably. But now it is time for some NBA action. And really, there's only one thing I want to talk about. And that is LeBron James versus Bleacher Karen. Because, man, the fact that, that the girl is only 25, just astounding. Because her husband is like 70. <laughs> oh, they're sitting courtside. They're sitting courtside. During COVID, she is literally three feet away from him. Not six feet. Like she, maybe she's six feet. I, they weren't, th- don't worry. They were nowhere near LeBron. I don't think she picked, uh, he picked her up at the pizza joint on the corner. I think she tripped over his wall and landed at the game. <laughs> I, they've been married for a little bit now. All right. I mean, they are happily married. She is just in love with him and not his boat and his big house and none of that. I don't usually like to comment on looks either, but she's built like a stick. She's built like a stick and looks like she's been through the ringer. I don't, I I don't usually like to comment on those, but I've seen some funny, funny comparisons such as the bugs from men in black that drink the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Halsey, the singer came out with that one. She is a big Lakers fan since last year. And people were like, wow, that's actually really funny. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, anybody that goes to a game needs to keep their mouth shut and watch the game. And Well, she claims, she claims LeBron started it by going after her husband. She was just drinking her drink, and all of a sudden LeBron started shouting some stuff. I think her husband was probably saying some stuff. She just wasn't paying attention. Because apparently LeBron was calling a tape saying, shut your old steroid ass up. Because the guy is very jacked based on the pictures I've seen of him. But she then stood up and told LeBron to shut the up. Don't talk to my husband like that. You're an effing loser. And so as she said, she was minding her own business. And her husband's been a Hawks fan forever. Like watching games for 10 years. Makes him a huge Hawk fan. You know, (laughs) 10 years. Um, and she goes, he has an issue with LeBron, but I don't have an issue with LeBron. And they just start going off at each other. But LeBron said, I didn't want them to be kicked out. He goes, I like having fans back at the game. He goes, I just basically wanted them to get like a warning. Like, Hey, stop, stop saying shit at me. (laughs) She didn't make it any better for herself though, by blasting it on social media, who she is, what she, what her idea of what the events her 90,000 followers. Yeah, what her idea of the events that occurred happened despite video evidence showing otherwise. So it was just. It, it was, it, it's the lighter side of sports, and she made herself look worse than she actually looks. Yeah. So. She wasn't Karen, though, for sure. She what? She was Karen. Yes. She's a 25, apparently, Karen. At 25, just I, like probably a year. <laughs> She'd probably just turned 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. But so there hasn't, you don't hear much about fan interaction. Like we used to hear, see things all the time. You'd see fans getting under player skins, especially like guys like Russell Westbrook. We hadn't had that this year, and we finally got some, and it, it, it helped relieve some of the. Oh man, we miss fans being back because of the dumb things they do. And she just really helped push the 
quota up to like the top by herself. It was pretty nice of her. It's it's good. It's good to see once in a while you get a little bit of fun from the fans, like when the hockey players climb over the glass and beat the snot out of someone. We don't, we don't need any malice at the palace, all right? This isn't Detroit and Ron Artest. LeBron's not jumping into any crowds punching people. I did see people say LeBron. she's lucky LeBron's wife wasn't there because then maybe there would have been a fight. Ooh, that would have been good. Right? <laughs> but that was really all for the NBA because I, we don't need to talk about the fact that the Nets are basically like 500 since they got James Harden. They're a train wreck. What the heck? They lost twice to Cleveland. Like, that, that shouldn't happen. They're not bad, but they're not dominating. They have the highest offensive efficiency in the league right now since the trade, but they also have the worst defensive efficiency as well. So you see where the trade-off is. Yeah, yeah. You can't just – it's not just about scoring points. you got to block some too. Yeah, I heard if you still let the other team score more points than you, even if you score 140, you lose. That's a John Madden philosophy. It does. is. scores the most points is probably going to win the game. Most likely, John. But so that that was terrible. It was so bad. I was going to let it slide. It's just the fact that's what he would say. Yes, I was trying to let it slide for your sake. Thank you. But yeah, so we had Madden. But next time we had the classic fan interaction we've been hoping for, and well, she is now all over the internet, and people have just been blasting her all day, and it's. I feel bad for her, but I don't. I don't. If you don't want it to be any worse, everybody knows rule number one. If you don't want things to get worse, don't try to make it better for yourself on social media. So if she's that big on social media, she should have known better that when you lie about what happened on social media, you get caught. Or if you just go after like LeBron James, who has multiple, multiple videos out since he's been in the NBA of him interacting with fans in such positive ways that people are like, yeah, I highly doubt LeBron just randomly saw your husband and was like, hey, I'm going to mess with that guy. <laughs> and she knew who he was. What? Do you think she knew who LeBron James was? I would hope so. Oh, come on. She's back to the game, drinking her champagne or whatever the hell she's having her dog. She's not even watching the game. She's there because Daddy Warbucks is there. He, LeBron did say when they first started yelling at him, he thought it was a father and a son until she said, you don't talk to my husband like that. And he was like, what? Where's your husband? <laughs> Is your husband behind your grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see somebody else sitting next to you. Who are you referring to? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> then you should have high-fived the guy and said, hey, dude, sit right up here. <laughs> sit right here. Leave that girl. Oh, <clears throat> man. But yeah, so that lived up to the hype of the fan interaction. And that was like, I mean, we're not going to talk about George Hill's thumb injury. None of that. Like, we're... We're not getting that into the NBA. Maybe later in the season. I, I'm still training Paul on the NBA. It's baby yeah. steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Next, hey, the family interaction thing, you got me. That I was do. great. I know the stories to get you, such as our NHL story of the week oh is not God. about the Rangers defensive player who got into like a fist fight and now is on waivers. No, we're not going to talk about that because that's what World Hockey Report is going to talk about. We don't need to do that. Cody's got us covered in that department on 12 on sports. We're going to talk about the fact that Zdeno Chara's massive hockey sticks. We're not talking about the ones under the pads. We're talking about the ones that he plays yeah, with yeah. on the ice. Got shipped to New Jersey somehow, despite the fact that they had the correct label on them and 
they still ended up in New Jersey. They were supposed to end up at the Capitals like training facility. And they're sticks also that have not been released publicly yet by a company. And this guy in New Jersey thought it, he was a, he's a fashion person. He thought it was some different accessories that he had ordered, opens it up to find gigantic hockey sticks, realizes they're for Zidane Char and the Capitals and got in contact with them to which then they called him and said, we're going to report you and like try to like get you like arrested. And he was like, Yes, because I posted it on social media to totally then go sell despite yeah. telling you uh, I have yeah. them. <laughs> Tried calling them and went to social media to get their yeah. attention. Hey, here's the pictures. I have them. You need to come get them. They were like, oh, yeah, you know what? You make a good point. I guess not. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't answer the phone when somebody that owns a clothing store in New Jersey calls. Well, then they asked FedEx, like, how did this happen? And FedEx is like, I don't know what to tell you. We can't help you. <laughs> Unreal. So 65-inch hockey sticks, which is probably as long as most players are tall. Yeah. How tall is he on skates? He's like 7'3 or something like that. Insane. He's ridiculously <laughs> tall. I bet he's a little old now to be throwing his weight around, but still. But, yeah, just... Oh, I, can't, I can't imagine, like, if that happened. What, I guess you go to... Hockey sticks. I guess you'd go to social media if like you're not I guess you have to do the right thing in that situation because if it does get tracked back to you I feel like then what's your excuse well it, I, I knew they were the capitals but I, I just decided to sell them <laughs> and by the way he never played with them before um so, people wouldn't care people no, would still buy them hey guess what I got one of Zidane Ocharis checks he doesn't exactly. exactly that's exactly what it would become but so that was the fun NHL story because just what are the chances of you ending up with a professional athlete's random equipment that wasn't <laughs> even addressed to you or even the state that you were in yet somehow lands on your doorstep? And you got to think a 65 inch hockey stick that has a blade on it. The box isn't small. No. And it's rattling. And it says like, Washington it Capitals. All over it. <laughs> and it got sent to like a random house. Yep. Yep. Guy owns a, a clothing store or a design store, whatever he owns. But anyway, he got some hockey sticks and he tried to do the right thing. Yeah. Just weird. Overall weird. Next thing to talk about, though, because, well, NBA and NHL, like we said, the stories we like to cover are the fun, odd ones. But for baseball, we actually, you know, have a decent knowledge of that. And we're going to talk about the fact that Another major star was traded. Nolan Arenado traded from the Rockies to the Cardinals. This is another major superstar in the MLB who has been traded. We had Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians getting traded to the Mets. Last year, we had Mookie Betts going from the Red Sox to the Dodgers. We've even had guys like uh, Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish, who are not no names in themselves, getting traded this offseason. Paul, besides the Arenado trade, which I saw... A, a report that said with this trade, the Cardinals are now projected to be the winners of the NL Central at 79 and 83. AKA there, the NL Central is the NFC East of baseball. <laughs> the garbage dumpster. The, wow. How did you guys shouldn't get a playoff spot, but you get one just because it's the rules. <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. You can, you two can have a seven and nine record and. Go to the playoffs. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a great, I, the thing about this trade is I actually think this is even somewhat worse than the Stafford trade because the Lions got Jared Goff back, as we know. 
the Rockies didn't even get like top prospects back. They got like the ninth best best prospect in the Cardinal system. I feel like when you're trading one of the top three third basemen, maybe the top third baseman in all of baseball, you probably should get at least one of the top five guys and the number nine guy. Is it, is it, uh, is this like personalities coming through and people just ownership? Just, uh, it, it's making no sense. I don't know. But what is your thought more so in the grand scheme of all these major stars, whether they want to get traded or not, some want to be traded. Some don't want to be traded. Some kind of expect to be traded because of contract issues. But what is your thought? Do you think these major stars getting traded hurts the game to an extent of fans who get attached to these guys? And then next thing they know, they're just getting traded away because the franchise is like, listen, we don't have the money or they don't want to be here. I, I think it hurts the sport. Um, you know, you don't have many franchise players. You just don't. It, yeah. it, it's, it goes to my, and I always kind of fall back on it. It's a business. And they're making business moves. I don't think ever does that owner and general manager sit down and say, do you think the fans will mind? I just don't. I don't, I don't think they do. Not anymore. Not anymore. There are a couple of players, and I think we're going to talk about one soon, that people feel that way about and yeah. felt that way about. But, God, you know. Mookie Betts, right? We traded Mookie Betts. Eh, we survived. We traded. We were terrible. We survived. <laughs> really poorly. Um, Roger Clemens, um, Pedro Martinez, no, on and Pe- on. Pedro was at the end of his career. Let's, let's yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, he also true, walked true, in for agency. True. true. And then you got, then he the, threw what's his names. It doesn't the, matter. The biggest but, shock for Red Sox fans besides Mookie was probably when Nomar got traded, despite all the injuries, just because it was Nomar. Noma, Noma, right. Noma. You can't watch that in any live without Noma. But anyway, it, yeah, I think it hurts the it hurts the sport. But you got to think. I, I see some of these fans that are like weighing out over stuff, and it's like Jesus. The players don't care that much. Yeah, it's a business. At the fun. end of the day, Nolan's going to get paid a gazillion dollars from somebody else. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I I don't even think I have to add really anything onto that because yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. So I do that once in a while. It's always about the money. (laughs) (laughs) You tend to sum it up when money is involved. It's weird. It is. Everything is up. Follow the paycheck. Well, here's, well, enough on that then. Here Mm -hmm. is a guy that didn't care about the paycheck that we're going to talk about. The last thing we're going to talk about, it's our, as Red Sox fans, it's our send off. Dustin Pedroia announced that he will be retiring from baseball after 14 seasons. He came to the league in 2006 Basically, since 2017, after that season, he basically got on the field for nine games, but knee issues, comeback tries, he just can't do it anymore. His body will not let him. And this is a guy that, despite the fact that he, no matter what, baseball contracts are guaranteed, he didn't have to play. He didn't have to try to come back the last two years. He could have just retired and gotten his money just because. Like, he didn't have to do anything. It's not about the money for a guy like him. There are certain guys you just know play baseball and love baseball just because they do. Pedroia was one of those guys. It has been echoed since his retirement announcement. Guys or stories have come out where guys are like, you would see Pedroia 
walking out the hotel like lobby and you'd be like, where are you going? He's like, Oh, like come with me, go get changed. Like 15 minutes, get meet me down here. And would be like, okay, where are we going? And it's like, we're, we're going to the field. He's like, Dustin, it's, it's nine in the morning. The game's at seven 30. And he's like, yeah, we have to go get ready to win. Like he just would go, he would take batting practice. He would do drills. Like he was there as much as possible. The guy for God's sakes bought an apartment in Boston that overlooked Fenway where he could see second base from his apartment so he could keep an eye on his position. That is about, and, 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 and um, Big Poppy um, had great things to say and looked up to Pedro, uh, Pedro, up to Dustin Pedroia as, as that player that, you know, everything was about the win. Everything was about being as, being better than you are today and just being your best. And, and to, to have big poppy say that about Dustin Pedroia is huge. Um, It's, it's the kind of guy he was. And he was, he was as giving off field as he was on field and a true leader. Um, So yeah, you hate to see a guy like that go out on an injury, but it's time. Yeah. I mean, the story came out in his press conference. He talked about like, he was fully trying to come back for this year. He was, ready to go. He was trying everything he could to get back with COVID issues. He was supposed to get a partial knee replacement that got pushed. And then he was like, literally just trying to run around. With my kids was physically impossible. And I couldn't think about going on an artificial, partly, partly artificial knee and it being any better, like, especially trying to grind through a baseball season where he is not a guy that's giving a hundred percent every game. He is a guy that's giving 200%. He is, he is the reason for his own injuries because he played so hard and tried to make every play. He sacrificed his body trying to die for the ball and everything. He was just that type of guy. He's the guy that you want on your team, even if he's not the best player. With Pedroia's case, he was one of the best players, so it, it was fortunate for that sense. He's the guy that you want on your team because he pushes everybody else to try and be better, try to win the game at all costs, hustle yep. every single play, run out every single ball, all of it. He was that guy. And every game, every play. And I think that's probably what did him in. Um, yeah. <laughs> you you try that. still on the field. He was he hopping. Yeah. He, hopped he took every play. Yeah. He, he's, he's the epitome of, of an all-in baseball player for the love of the game. Hey, now, granted, he got paid a pretty penny to play that game but he did take less don't forget that he was one of those guys that was like yeah pay me like pay me this much but if he was a, he went out on the open market he would have gotten five or six million more yep and, and for the love of the game the love of the franchise that's we talked about it boy what a face of baseball for boston and everybody knew him and great guy and he will be missed by the city and he'll be missed by the team and who knows maybe he'll be back I, I would hope he's a guy that maybe gets into coaching. I feel like he would be a good coach. So we'll see if he has any t- st- sort of established path with the Red Sox that they do with so many players like that. I also expect his number to get retired. Injuries cut his career short. He was t- working towards the Hall of Fame, I think, if he continued his career. He had an MVP. He had multiple World Series. He, Do you know I saw a fact that in his – 1500 and something games played or some, I forget how many bats he's taken in his career. 
he has only struck out. He's only gone down looking at three straight pitches three times in his career. And of those nine pitches that were three straight strikes, four of them were actually outside of the zone and actually should have been balls. Um, that doesn't surprise me with the kind of baseball mind he has. So that was impressive. I got to even meet him in 2017, which actually ended up being towards one of the last games he would play, got to win a contest and meet him in person. It was cool. I got to announce him when on over the radio when he was coming up to bat. I'm actually going to play that clip at the end. That's going to take us out of the show because why not? It's a little tribute to him. Plus, I think I get to talk a little bit just in general about baseball on it. So you get to enjoy that too. I think it was talking with Joe Castiglione. That's who does W the games. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. It is. And, that was uh, very It was. And uh, yeah, but no, Dustin Bedroya, as Red Sox fans in general, he was part of, he wasn't a part of the team that broke the curse, but he helped win the next few championships and was major parts of them and he was just he was just the guy that you were glad when you saw him on the field because you were like all right we know we got one or two hits at least coming and every time he's at bat hopefully somebody's on and you know balls weren't getting by him defensively he was gold glove winner he was just overall a very nice guy also when i met him in person really much shorter than i actually expected (laughs) I think they lie about his height. Yeah, I think they do to make him feel better. I think yeah. it's the spikes make him seem taller. That's it. Spikes on a rubber platform. Dustin, <laughs> by the way, if you're listening, I apologize. I'm not calling you short. I'm just, it was just surprising. What is he, 32? He's around that age, I think. Imagine he's the old man on the team at that age. It's kind of funny. Yes, no, he's definitely the old man or one of the older guys on the team in general, but... Hopefully they figure out some sort of place for him where he can be in the organization some way, help the younger guys, maybe go with work in the minor leagues, maybe work in the triple a team. If his family wants to stay in Massachusetts, who knows, but hey, overall, you know what? he has an 89, $8.9 million house for sale in Chestnut Hill in Boston. Uh, nice part of Boston pennies. Can I tell you, you, you have to, you gotta Google it. His new house, his house in Flags in, in Arizona, 11,300 square feet. <laughs> I wonder if that's the giant house. My brother lives in Arizona and there was somebody building a giant house out there when he was there and it made like the news and everything. Huge. I'm guessing it's not him, but I know he also loves Arizona. Uh, he actually yeah. did, that's where he does his training and everything. So who knows what he'll do. Hopefully it's some sort of association with the Red Sox. I assume they will retire his, retire his number meets all the different standard things for the Red Sox that they do. Because honestly, number 15 shouldn't be worn by other guys. He was that type of player that you respect what he did for the team, by the team, and overall everything he was and stood for. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with before we play the clip and say goodbye is a story that they shared about Ortiz and Pedroia. And it happened when Ortiz retired and they did like a little roast for him. Pedroia comes up starts talking and he goes, I got a story that one time that one of the owners or somebody came by Dustin Pedroia and said, Hey, Dustin, what's up? And like kind of walked away and Ortiz came up and said, what, what the hell did you just call you? He goes, called me Dustin. He goes, why'd he call you that? He's like, cause it's, it's my name. He goes, no, it's not. He's like, David, we have played 1600 games together. My name is Dustin. 
he's like, did you, did you really not know that? And Ortiz shouts from like the corner. He goes, I thought your name was Peewee. And he goes, you thought my parents would have named me Peewee. He's like, so yeah, this guy who I call one of my best friends on the team, they've played together for this long. Didn't even know my damn name. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's classic. So I thought that was kind of funny, but we will wrap it up with that. Before I play the clip, Paul, we're going to say our goodbyes. Now the clip will take our show out last parting words for before the Super Bowl or anything else. No, looking forward to uh, chatting about those results and uh, bringing it to the other side of the Super Bowl. Actually, I know what I should ask you. What is your one go-to appetizer or thing people should eat for the Super Bowl? I might attempt coconut shrimp. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. It's probably going to be the best you've ever made, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Sunday, but it might be a repeat of Friday pizza. Yeah, you never know with you. I think yeah. we're going to do some Southwest cups in my household. So those are always delicious. But all right, besides food, what's your parting words for everybody? Hey, be safe. We'll get out of this thing. And hopefully next year we'll have a little bit more normalcy to some sports. And uh, wish everybody the best. Be safe. Secretly, just wishing Tom Brady the best. We get that. Tom Brady, win, baby, win. <laughs> Uh, I will echo those sentiments, Paul, and also just enjoy the Super Bowl. If you're hanging out with people, just make sure you're safe. You're doing it properly, doing all the things you need to do. Yada, yada, yada. You know the drill by now. Let's try to just, we're in the home stretch, as you could say. Seventh inning stretch, probably more likely. But enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. We will keep pushing for that Monday off to be a national holiday because it should be. But don't forget also, like and subscribe if you like what you hear. And check out all the other great shows on 12 on Sports. There's just so many to list. I'm just going to name a few because I do every single week. Check out World Hockey Report with by Cody and The Burn with Mitch, Captain Lou's Extravaganza, just a ton of sport, ton of sports shows, ton of hockey shows, ton of baseball, basketball. We cover it all. 12 on sports. Make sure you check it out. That's it for this week. Have a good one. Here's the Bajori clip and some baseball talk from me on WEI radio from a few years ago. Taking us out. Chased after three and a third innings. He gave up six hits. Five earned runs to the moment. And Dustin Pedroia coming to the plate. Without further ado, here is our Salem Five Bank winner, Greg Cowan, to introduce him. Now batting the designated hitter, Dustin, the laser show Pedroia. <laughs> Greg, he'd love it. Got a little pizzazz in there. You didn't practice that at all, did you? No, I actually had a few different ones. That was good. It felt comfortable. That's good. That is awesome. Well, Petey. Gets to wind the bat around right now. One out, and Nunez, the runner at first base. Tim Meza, the left-hander, the rookie, throws over to first base. You had a chance to meet Dustin today. Yeah, it was great. He was very nice. Had a nice conversation. I was glad he wasn't napping after the late game last night. Well, the guys did come in a little later than normal. Here's the pitch. Nope, he'll throw to first again. So Meza with Nunez at first base. Trying to keep him close. And even though Mays is a lefty, I would still expect Nunez to take off with the fact that he has been running wild on the bases tonight. And Pedroia takes low and in ball one. See your favorite player, Dustin? Uh, at, at this point, yeah. Growing up, my favorite player was Mo Vaughn. Great choice. One of, one of Joe's yeah, favorites. Love the hit dog. Here's the 1-0 pitch. And Dustin a swing and a miss. So one ball and one strike. Mesa, the left-hander, got a slider in under the hands. 
Mesa making his 11th appearance in the big leagues this year. 1-1 pitch. Petey takes high. Fastball. Two balls and a strike. Mesa with a 9.64 ERA. He did appear in the first game of the series two days ago, Monday. Throw to first base is low. Smoke digs it out of the dirt as Nunez gets back standing. And again, thanks to Salem Five Bank, Greg Cowan, contest winner, able to announce Dustin Pedroia. Got to meet him today. You also had a tour of Fenway? Yeah. Got to see the nice garden. Fenway Farms. Yeah. Sometimes we get the vegetables in the they look delicious. media dime. There's a ground ball. Great stop at third by Barney. Goes to second for one. Goins the turn. That's a double play around the horn. So it was a laser down to third and off the bat of Pedroia, but Darwin Barney's been flashing a lot of leather this series. And he starts the inning-ending 5-4-3 double play. Greg, thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you for man. having me. At the end of four full, it's the Red Sox 5 and Toronto 1. The Sports, the sports Dance. dance.